welcome back to the Summer Binge Series brought to you by the Your Cool Aunts Podcast. I'm Sam. If you're new here and you just stopped by to check things out, I'm glad you did. What you should do is jump back a few episodes and start with the beginning of this series. That's where we explain what we're doing here for the summer. Anyway, there's a diary to read, so let's get to it. This one's really different from Claire's usual letter to nieces, aunts, and friends, followed by her diary entry. So let's see what she's up to. Claire entitles this Becoming a Diary and then a Podcast. Claire writes, To all of our listeners and readers, all of the nieces, aunts, and friends, and Sam and Ted too, I'm going to do things a little differently. Here, I'm attempting to answer some questions about the diary and the podcast. And Claire continues. She says, now that the Your Cool Aunts podcast has well over 5,000 listeners in more than 35 countries, Sam and Ted seem to be having a great deal of fun, and listeners agree in their comments and in the ratings, too. As hosts, Sam and Ted bring my diary stories into their own lives, and their experiences adding even more dimension to every diary entry. And Claire continues. She says, I try to provide some background to every diary entry and to connect the diary entries to one another. But Sam and Ted are the ones who really bring it all together with their commentary by making it all relatable and memorable for anyone of any age. It's exactly what I hope for. Well, Ted's not here right now, but I'll take the compliment. <laughs> it's kind of odd being called out in Claire's diary entry. She says, you should think of this episode, in air quotes, as an extended note. I'm attempting to answer some questions that always come up about how my diary became a podcast. Allow me to start at the beginning. You know, and she jokingly adds, to add some context and background. <laughs> as is her habit. She continues, here we go again, again. Claire says, I'm going back in time yet again, back to the very early stages of my diary writing. I'm reminded of when my friends would insist that I share just one more story about my cool aunt. She says, I'm not at all sure if anyone knew her name then. And she says, and I'll confess here that there have been many a time or two when I felt a little off-put, or maybe even a tinge jealous for all the attention that was focused on my aunt. Then again, this was all my own doing, the cool aunt storytelling, so how could I refuse or complain? The truth is, I loved it. What prompted this? Well, like my teenage friends from years ago, our listeners and readers are hungry for more information from the world of your cool aunts, the diary and the note the podcast, and the website, too, even the photography on Instagram. Lately, people I encounter on a daily basis or even first-time encounters, they eventually get around to asking the inevitable question, how did the My Cool Aunt Diary become the source of a podcast? I think that it's a fair question given that I have gone on at length to explain and explore how important it is for women of all ages to connect and inspire one another in new ways. These so-called new ways, like a podcast or a website, 
would fill some of the voids created by the distances between our generations, and especially recently, distance from one another. So I feel compelled to share with you, readers and listeners, how it came to be, and like so many of my diary entry, this one starts with Laurent too. Even though this letter is not necessarily a diary entry, if Laurent is involved, there must be a cool aunt story here somewhere. <laughs> okay, Claire. She says, as you might remember, Laurent has a champagne harvest celebration at her farm in the village every year. It's an understatement to say that it is well attended because truth be told, it falls into the category of a must attend or can't be missed event for the people of Champagne, the place, the wine, and the business. This is when Laurent introduced me to Sam and Ted in her typical way. From out of nowhere, she appeared, interrupting a conversation with apologies. She literally took me by the hand, saying, you have to meet these two women. I almost felt like an embarrassed kid when she led me over to them and then... Once the introductions were made, Laurent excused herself to direct a wine delivery or some other such departure excuse. The awkwardness did not survive for even a minute, leaving the three of us to settle into an hours-long conversation about, well, really everything. At the same time, Sam and Ted were on what they described as a brief hiatus from their business, leading small groups of travelers through the Champagne region. And now in hindsight, it is plainly obvious that we were destined to become friends with so much in common, especially our mutual love or obsession with all the villages tucked into the hills of Champagne. And like every encounter involving Laurent, I've wondered if this one was more planned than I realized at the time. And she adds a parenthetical. We know Laurent well enough to know that if I asked her directly, her classic response would be apt here too. Why do you ask? <laughs> she continues, it happened at Laurent's champagne harvest celebration. And here Claire says, my conversation with Sam and Ted took place amid the celebration scene at the farm accented with a very tangible level of excitement for the promising harvest ahead and the constant mention of vintage year possibilities. The vines had enjoyed ideal conditions for those final ripening phases where flavors and sugars concentrate and the minerality is wrung from the chalkstone at their roots. The grapes enjoy something unique from those extra cool nights that tend to run away by morning deserting the mysterious fog banks they conjured up overnight and then left there clinging to the shady hillside until the harvest sun arrives just in time and high enough to kill off any thought of mold settling in. The little white trucks zooming relentlessly, crisscrossing the vineyards, leaving their telltale plumes of dust as they rush to prepare for the call to harvest. Freakish-looking tractors designed to ride high over the vines and between the vineyard rows. They clog the one-lane roads and stun the few tourists brave enough to drive the champagne route in their rental cars. This is peak season for Sam and Ted's business. 
touring through Champagne with small groups of about six or travelers who come to learn about the place, the wine, and to immerse in their history, too. When asked, Sam and Ted laugh as they describe their presence in Champagne as a French sacrilege, for they have managed to happily combine business and pleasure into one activity. They do try to avoid mention of their business in social settings, but not this one. These women are serious Francophiles who fund their love of travel in France doing exactly what they love, teaching the history and culture of the places they know so well. Later that day, says Claire, while we were deep into our aperitif hour with multiple vintages opened up on the table, Sam casually introduced me to a personal friend and a local vintner. I already knew of him for his legendary success with making a price-value brew champagne for a, quote, big box company. I was thrilled because I knew his wines were exceptional, and up until this moment, I've never had success reaching out to him in business. My ultimate goal is to import his much higher quality line of champagne to the States, not the one that he makes for the big box. It's still one of those best-kept secrets in France. Although Laurent insists it's unlikely to ever happen with his prized vintage champagne. Throughout Laurent's celebration event week, for the champagne harvest, that is, we spent more and more time together. We walked the hills of the adjacent vineyards, a.k.a. the Grenoble's place, and several others before finding the back secret path into the village for a late lunch. Yes, this was one of the many insider secrets Brigitte taught me, and yes, of course, I shared a few, or probably more, stories from my college days in this village. Brigitte, by the way, was a kid from the village. We had adopted one another in friendship and cool aunt status. Eventually, I did reveal to Sam and Ted the existence of my diary and some stories about inspiring women, from my earliest memories of Laurent to the women of Champagne. And this is where it happens. Claire says, a podcast is born. How, what, when, and where it all happened. We talked nonstop as we prowled around the vineyard rows. Along with my cool aunt recollections, I complained or bragged to them about the number of times I'm still asked to tell the stories and explain the notion of cool aunts. With a trace of pride, I acknowledge that my reputation from all those cool aunt stories often precedes me, and sometimes even more so than my job status in the wine business. But at the end of the day, I continue to believe that the messages of inspiring women in our lives should be shared, and the only way I know of is through storytelling. Ted stopped walking at that moment, asking me directly, What exactly are you waiting for? And Sam chimed in, that would be me, she's quoting me here, she says, You already have the stories, all you need to do now is convey them. And my sarcastic response, says Claire, Oh, sure, I'll just publish it wherever. If it's so easy, why don't you do it? And she says, I realized that rather than posing a rhetorical question, I had thrown down a challenge. 
and I knew at that exact moment I had been figuratively transported to another place when they said almost in unison, okay, sure, we'll do it. It's that worthwhile. And to build a community around the idea too. Claire says, I agreed with a single cautious condition that we keep it under wraps until after we had launched at least 10 episodes. And they agreed. The making of the bed in which I slept comes to mind as I laugh at myself lately and frequently too. My little diary that started off as a friend, a place to explore and voice my questions, probe discoveries, complain and celebrate sometimes. While I was living in France during my summer internships, Laurent prompted me with the idea that diary writing could be even more. It could be part of my legacy, too. And now it has become a podcast hosted by two cool aunts in the flesh. Who better to carry the message of inspiring women? This is funny. This is the story of where, how, when, and with whom my diary was transformed into a podcast. Sam and Ted have added so much to every diary entry I've sent along to them. I think our shared love of the places and travel is critical to our understanding of the value of having cool aunts in our lives and especially the necessity of recognizing them, opening our eyes to see them wherever they appear, only on one occasion have they pushed me into something I initially did not see as necessary for the podcast. They asked me to write a note to accompany the diary entry to give some context. So no matter the order or the chronology in which the stories were shared, readers could see it and relate to it. We're all in agreement that the note is a great introduction for the diary entries even though it has been written after the fact and sometimes even years later. And Claire continues. She says, there's so much to say about Sam and Ted. A little bit of a tour guide, part chef, part gourmand, part professor, and a little bit of an entertainer and podcasters too. This is the best way I can describe, dare I say, these two cool aunts. I know they probably object to the designation, but this is a fact as I know it to be. For now, it is they who have inspired me. Oh, and she says, wait, wait, don't go yet. Claire says, I've managed to answer just a few questions here about the diary becoming a podcast. And then she asks for her readers to let her know what they think. And to send their questions on to clairejulio at protonmail.ch. So it's C-L-A-I-R-E. J-U-L-L-I-O-T at ProtonMail, P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L dot C-H. And she says, I promise to never share your email address and we'll talk again soon. Claire. Well, okay. Well, now that we know how this all became a podcast, that wraps up this episode of the podcast. I'm Sam, and I hope you've enjoyed this edition. I'll see you next time when I'm back at the mic.